0: Welcome to Annyeonghaseyo Mate, a free podcast from the Australian Embassy in Seoul. This podcast is designed for Koreans and Australians who are interested in learning more about each other. But now, over to Ravi.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast, and thank you very much, Josephine, for that introduction. Delighted to welcome to the podcast the Honourable Julia Gillard, AC. Welcome, Ms Gillard.
2: Thank you very much. It's great to be here.
1: First question we always tend to ask on these podcasts is, uh, what brings you to Korea?
2: I'm in Seoul to speak at the Korea Economic Daily Conference. I was invited to do that. Uh, But I've taken the opportunity to weave in some other things to the visit, uh, most particularly in my capacity as Chair of the Global Partnership for Education. I've been attending some meetings in Korea, uh, and it's always lovely to be back here. I very much enjoy this fabulous city.
1: The global partnership for education that you mentioned, uh, I mean obviously education has been a big theme uh, throughout your life in terms of in your public life, something that you have always worked very hard for. Uh, what, what exactly is the GPE and what does it do?
2: when i left politics in 2013 i did take my passion for education with me and fortunately the global partnership for education was looking for a new chair Uh, so i did become its new chair in 2014 a GPE is a multilateral body. It's the only multilateral body in the world that's solely dedicated to improving school education in developing countries. We work in more than 60 of them, and we're trying to work with those nations to solve some pretty big problems. Uh, Problem number one, there are 260 million children in our world today who don't get to go to school at all. They'll never see the inside of a classroom. And then there are hundreds of millions more who do get some access to schooling, but it's of such poor quality or they go for such a short amount of time that they actually emerge not able to read or write or do basic mathematics. And yet these children are going to live in a world where we know employers will want higher and higher skill levels. So it's a waste of human potential, a denial of a child's right to education, and we're trying to fix that.
1: Hmm. Now... I'm very proud, of course, of the fact that Australia has uh, made a very significant contribution over the years to the GPE, and I understand that Korea is also uh, a donor, is that right? Uh,
2: Yes, Australia has been a long-term partner uh, in GPE, a long-term donor, and we're very thankful for the resources. Uh, Currently, Australia is our seventh largest donor. Uh, We will have our next financing conference in Senegal, in Africa, in February. Uh, That is being co-hosted by the President of Senegal, President Saal, and the President of France, President Macron, and we are ambitious that at that event we'll be able to raise $3.1 billion to continue our work. Uh, So we are hoping that Australia will continue to be a major donor to the Global Partnership for Education. Uh, Korea is a more recent joiner of the partnership, uh, but it has become a small donor and we are asking the Korean government to build on that initial joining and to increase its contribution too.
1: Mm. So uh, as a diplomat, I have some familiarity with the the world of multilateral development and um, so on, but how does it work in terms of, for example... When a country uh, puts in a contribution, how do you assure the country that their taxpayer dollars are being you know, appropriately spent and audited, and how do you measure impact?
2: They're all very good questions and ones that we work uh, hard on getting right. Uh, Our model is a system-strengthening model. So we work with a developing country to get a high-quality plan for schooling. Now, that might sound to some people like, well, isn't that incredibly basic or even boring to be out there planning schooling? But in many of the countries in which we work, there has never been a high quality plan. And that means that, you know, kids miss out, there are inequities and inefficiencies. If you haven't got the planning right from where are you going to construct schools, how are you going to staff them, how are you going to get the learning resources to them, what's the curriculum, what's the assessment, you know, all of the things we'd take for granted in Korea or in Australia. Uh, In many of the countries in which we work, that hasn't been done. Mm. And so we work to get a good quality plan for schooling. And then in the lowest income countries, we fund a section of implementing the plan. At every level, we have very strong fiduciary oversight. Uh, In countries that qualify for our grants, we appoint a grant agent It could be the World Bank, it could be UNICEF, it could be a major bilateral donor, uh, and they are our eyes and ears in that country to make sure everything's going well. But we also work very strongly with civil society in our developing country partners, and often we learn from them what's happening on the ground. So, you know, mothers' clubs and other groups that watch very carefully what's happening in schools and can let us know what's going on. We measure impact through a very comprehensive results framework and we're able to show uh, that in countries where the Global Partnership for Education is at work, uh, that those countries are growing their own investments in education more quickly than other countries, uh, that there are increases in the primary school completion rate. Uh, that we are closing uh, the gender gap because it tends to be girls who get left behind. Uh, We now also very much measure quality. Um, Our partnership extends beyond uh, donor countries, developing country partners and civil society, also to private philanthropy and the private sector. And we're very focused on that engagement and broadening and diversifying um, so that the many strengths of private philanthropic funds and private sector involvement, you know, big technology companies, for example, Mm -hmm. that can make a difference, uh, that their um, expertise is brought to the table too.
1: So for a country like Korea, which, of course, has an amazing story to tell in terms of its own development and, as you know, a country which highly values education what's in it for them?
2: Well, when I talk around the world about the work of the Global Partnership for Education, um, I frequently in those speeches mention Korea because I use it as an example of how you build a nation through education. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when you look at this country, and I've had the opportunity to uh, kind of see this country a little bit through the eyes of Australian veterans. Uh, When I was Prime Minister, I came here with uh, some Australians, uh, elderly gentlemen, uh, but they had fought here in the Battle of Kapyong and we were returning for the 60th anniversary of that very important battle in the Korean War Mm -hmm. Um, and you know they um, come out of the airport uh, they drive in and they see this incredible global city Mm -hmm. uh, and you get them to talk about what it was like when they left Korea Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can only explain that journey from a nation in the ruins of war to the prosperous um, modern nation you see today through Korea's investment in education and its culture of valuing education. And so I talk around the world and say, look what Korea has done. If your country wants to do that, then you need to emulate that kind of model, which means you need to improve and invest in education. So I really see the involvement of the Republic of Korea in GPE as a way of taking Korea's example to the world.
1: So not just about money, which of course is important, but also... The narrative, the story that the Koreans have to tell is is an incredible one.
2: It's an incredible story and uh, the money is important. We're uh, critically short of resources for education, uh, but our developing country partners too want to uh, learn from others who have done it well and Korea is just a fantastic example.
1: Turning to something completely different uh, i wanted to also touch base with respect to your work on uh, beyond blue um, and uh, mental health issues i wonder if you could please unpack a bit about your work in that space
2: certainly i am now chair an organization in australia called beyond blue which is a very recognized name there but uh, needs explanation here in korea um, it's a body that was set up 17 years ago uh, by one of our retiring state politicians, uh, Jeff Kennett, who had been the Premier, the leader of our state of Victoria. And he became disturbed by how many young men of his children's acquaintance were either battling depression or had indeed committed suicide. And he thought that this was unspoken about And it needed to be the subject of community recognition and work. So fast forward the clock 17 years uh, and Beyond Blue has enabled Australians to talk more openly about their own mental well-being, about challenges they themselves or their family might be facing with anxiety or depression or even suicide And Beyond Blue has grown beyond awareness raising to actually uh, advocacy to government about the best form of program design. And we actually do innovate and run some programs ourselves to show what can be done. Um, So it's really uh, trying to get what I think is an important conversation going on an area that troubles many people, but they're not sure what's the best way of having, um, you know, reaching out, having a conversation, talking about how they're feeling.
1: And is that why public awareness uh, is so important, that it, it frees up people to have that ability to know that they can reach out?
2: I, I think public awareness is um, important uh One, because it just gives people the reassurance it's not just me. Mm. A lot of people who uh, are feeling um, mental distress um, turn inwards and think, I am the only person in the world who feels like this. Mm. And particularly in today's world with social media and all the rest of it, I think it's quite easy to get the impression that everybody else except you apparently leads a perfect life, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, because they've got all these happy photos on uh, Instagram and all the rest of it. Uh, So... um, Number one, it's not just you is a big message. Uh, Number two, there is help available. And if you reach out for help, people do get better. Mm. Um, None of these words, you know, depression, anxiety, are a life sentence. Uh, People who get the appropriate support will get well again. Mm -hmm. Um, And then number three, it does enable people who are concerned about someone in their lives uh, who is showing forms of mental distress. I think it gives them the capacity to say, You know, are you okay? Can we have a conversation about what's going on with you? Mm. And all of the evidence shows that um, those very simple human conversations, if they're non judgmental and genuinely warm, um, they do make a difference Mm. to people's degree of mental health.
1: Mm. Again, changing tack, and uh, I think we've dealt with some, um, well, two very complex. important uh, issues in education and with respect to mental health as well. So to uh, make it a little bit lighter and uh, turning to you uh, more personally, we always uh, put a uh, a, a really difficult question to all our guests in terms of, you know, what you do on a personal basis to relax. Um, You know, what bit of Australia do you find you can sort of really go to and completely turn off and when you're relaxing if you have a glass of wine in your hand what is that glass of wine
2: (laughs) Uh, well post politics i've returned to my hometown to adelaide Um, i live uh, quite close to the beach so a great day in my view Uh, would start with uh, tim and i and our dog reuben going for a walk on the beach Uh, and it would end in the evening with a great glass of uh, Pinot, um, uh, Pinot Noir. I'm a red wine drinker predominantly. Um, I live uh, in a great part of the world to be a wine drinker. Of course, South Australia um, is known for uh, the Barossa Valley, for McLaren Vale, for the Adelaide Hills a little further afield, for uh, the Coonawarra, the Clare Valley, the list goes on. Um, Now, every state in Australia could go through such a list, but it is lovely when people come and visit, particularly people I meet overseas, that we're able to take them to some of the best wine regions in the world uh, through a very easy drive from my home.
1: Mm, Fair enough. It sounds uh, like a a great deal of fun. And uh, as I mentioned to you earlier, as a federal public servant, I... I have to say that uh, you can find those sorts of experiences almost everywhere in Australia. So uh, whether you're a red wine drinker or a white wine drinker or even prefer beer, please visit Australia and explore. There's a lot there for you. Ms. Glad, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, my posting in Seoul has come to a natural conclusion and uh, it is time for me to go. I have really enjoyed being in Seoul and being in the Republic of Korea. And one thing that I have particularly enjoyed, of course, is hosting this podcast for you. And I hope that you have enjoyed listening to it. It has been a real privilege having some of the guests we've had. Of course, as a serving diplomat, having had the foreign minister on the podcast was a particular highlight, along with other ministers and some very, very interesting people who are doing amazing work in building the bilateral relationship between Korea and Australia in a whole range of areas. As you know, we always welcome feedback on anything that we have done or anything you'd like to see us do in the future. But for me, for now, farewell.
0: That's it for today's podcast. We welcome your feedback. Email us at soul-inform at dfat.gov.au let us know if there are any particular topics you will like us to cover. You can find us on Facebook, Australia in the Republic of Korea. 안녕하세요, mate is not to be quoted or rebroadcast in any form without permission from the Australian Embassy. Comments in the podcast may not reflect official Australian government policy. Thanks for listening to this podcast. See you next time. 계세요, mate.